Welcome back to the Neighboring Movement podcast. We are on our final episode of our series called Neighbor Within, where we talk about how to neighbor first with ourselves so we have space to be able to be neighbors to those around us. I'm Elizabeth, one of the hosts. And I'm Maddie. We just want to give a shout out to those of you who've been journeying along uh, mm-hmm. and um, learning a little bit more about what it was like for us to leave um, some toxic spaces for us. And so in our final episode today, we're talking about how it felt immediately after leaving as well as kind of that transition out. And then, you know, it's been about a year for both of us. And yep. so looking back... Um, kind of with fresh perspective where we're at now so we'll dive right in so the spoilers now are full they're all yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's just filled with spoilers (laughs) so elizabeth how did you feel immediately after that meeting with your advisor so After I said that I was deciding to leave, I felt a huge relief. Like, I felt like I was free, like I could do anything. And even the the responsibilities that I still had to finish Mm -hmm. were like, that's it. Just got to get those few things done and I'm done. Right. And I don't have to come back because it was the summer. And so, I, yeah, when I would come back, it'd be the fall. I was like, fall? I don't have to do any of this. Who's she? <laughs> don't know her. <laughs> Never been. <laughs> and was your advisor supportive? She was. She. We both cried on the call. Good. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better interaction of that because mm-hmm. it was like, it was validating. Mm-hmm. I was validated with what I felt and my experiences uh, so that felt good. I guess you could say that's closure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and I knew after that meeting that there would still be some other people to like notify. But the fact that the person who I saw on a weekly basis who was um, kind of my was my supervisor. I mean, she's my advisor. She's the one kind of evaluating my performance and the one who knows my work ethic and all those things. The fact that she was positive and like supportive, huge. Because my number one thing was like I was also scared of burnt bridges. Yeah, absolutely. And like I mean, that was like three years of my life, and this person saw my work ethic. I really <laughs> hoped that she could still validate that work ethic if I needed that in the future. You know? Fair. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Yeah, so um, plot twist, I made the call (laughs) and (laughs) left. (laughs) Yeah, it just felt right in the moment. And so after, it was really interesting. The person I talked with, he was great. Really definitely did not push back and wasn't like, no. I love that. (laughs) That in the last episode, we're like so scared. That yeah. everybody's going to hate us. Right. And people are going to respond in like this right. angry manner. No. Yeah. It just that wasn't it. And he 
you we both didn't cry just me it was that's okay though (laughs) it's not for everyone um but it was he definitely went straight into like action mode which makes a ton of sense in church world because they're about to lose a pastor they need a pastor and so it went straight into action yeah so their world was over but mine (laughs) was just yeah you know free but it did feel like i think for me unfortunately the transition was a lot longer because after i called my the supervisor i had i then had to notify every leader within the church and so i had to like call a special meeting the following sunday i had to call the leader of the council oh i had gosh. to call the like key elders in the church these are all and, phone calls yeah again oh, my no. worst medium my worst mine medium. were emails really see that's better that's so that's an advice for everyone if you can email <laughs> do the email because it just felt like yeah so all this to say is the immediate like immediately after when i told the first person it, it really was like there's no looking back like mm-hmm. he's gone into straight into action and so I was like well okay so there was this kind of shock of it's obviously I made the decision but like okay it's been decided like there is no opportunity for regret in this whatsoever yeah. <laughs> like they are Can't bringing another pastor in like tomorrow <laughs> um and it was three months but anyway so that was my immediate it was like relief because I'd finally made a decision and then kind of like you can't go back like and we got to move forward and so it was the beginning of like my long transition out and did you have already like a plan b or like not a plan so no (laughs) No. okay maybe i forgot our stories (laughs) so no so i was not as strategic as you were to make sure you had a (laughs) an income like (laughs) after the decision but i will say i knew i had time because how our system works is I made the call in like mid mid spring Mm -hmm. and so I knew I would be there through July 1 like I just that's how our calendar works so I knew I had a few months and so I knew when I made that call I wanted no other thing to be hinging on that decision I didn't want a job in the works I didn't want a potential opportunity to like cloud my judgment like I wanted to genuinely make that decision of like I am leaving because I want to leave and so that's a huge privilege and not everyone has the flexibility with time to do that and so that it's a unique part of my story but so I didn't know what was next I just knew I had to leave yeah and I think that's important and I think that's really good because this is great like we have we have two stories here Mm -hmm. that share a lot of things um but also I if I was hearing this and if I was in a space of tension, I think it would bring me comfort knowing there was like some, sometimes people don't have like this, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe you, you haven't landed a job or you haven't landed whatever yet, but you know, you want to quit and there's, you can quit. You can obviously like with circumstances, but there's, there is that option or there is the option of maybe you land something first to be able to feel confident in the next thing. So I think, I just wanted to say that yeah. I think it it's good that there's both both types right. of things. Here. Yeah, because I think both both matter and so in your kind of transition I know it sounds like a lot of emails tying up things but what how did that feel over those few weeks mm-hmm. um, more and more? So, mine was not 3 months. I just want to say <laughs> so that long. far be, too long. That would be a long time. Um mm-hmm. personally I think once I make the decision, I'm the type of person that I want to see 
things change immediately. Right. Could, that could be a flaw. No. No, it definitely could. It has its pros and cons, you know? Like everything. Like everything. So just take that with how you will. But once I make just a, a decision, I can't stop thinking about it. I want to see action immediately. So thankfully, mine was, for me, it was only like maybe a two or to three week timeline of like me being completely done with the space that I was miserable in for so long. Right. And so once I sent those emails out to the rest of faculty and staff, uh, it was more of like, okay, you have things to like close up. Um, so I was, I was in a psychology program, so I had been seeing clients, so I needed to close my reports, finish my assessments, finish, finish any assignments, any teaching, any grading, getting all that done. But I will say that even though, even though in the past those tasks had felt so heavy on me, mm. After I made that choice and it was said to everyone and I knew I was out of there, it felt so easy. Oh, <laughs> like good. I was like, this is, I'm, I just got to do this once more and I'm done. Don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that was literally the mindset I had for every single thing on my to-do list until the final day that I had to turn in my keys. That must have felt really great to like slowly chip it away felt at so all of good. that. It felt so good because... A lot of the things that were making me be in a bad spot, like none of those things just brought me joy. Yeah. So whenever I got done, I was like, oh, my God, one step closer till I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I so church world's unique. So I'll this is definitely niche, maybe. But um, I think I in my transition from like making that initial call to slowly calling and meeting with everyone because being a church leader it's like more than just a job right like mm-hmm. you are caring for people and caring for their stories there it's not as quick to just wrap it up right like because their stories will continue but it's just what's our closure here and now um and I think that's the way with friendships or with any other relationships within a, a job or a program like we've been sharing about but every time I told my story it was interesting because there was both this like guilt and like I'm about to disappoint people but there was also this clarity that I had made the right call for me and so it was this I mean I was literally a a mess as you can imagine (laughs) for months but it was again every person I called every person I met with it was there was anxiety that same kind of what we were talking about in last episode like it was all there Mm -hmm. but it was that was getting smaller the anxiety, the guilt, the fear of disappointment, that was starting to get smaller. And my clarity and my conviction and my decision just felt more clear. And like, I just knew it was right. And so I was really grateful, even though my transition was a lot longer. Um, And it's not, most people don't have that long of a transition, which makes sense. I'm like, two weeks, people get out in two weeks. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, get out in two weeks, (laughs) y'all. Not because I didn't, I love my, I love still my people so much, but it just, it's hard and you can't control the grief people feel. And you just start in that for three months. Like people who kind of shut you out, people who Did you have that experience? 
not too many. I, again, I was so lucky to have the best people in the best church, but there were definite people who were like hurt and mm-hmm. they were like, we thought we had more time. Um, and it, it, there kind of stops being this need to get closer because it's like, you're just going to leave. And Oof. so That's it was hard. heavy and hard, but again, they were the best people and I felt really lucky and it was, again, I felt more and more clear. So even in moments where it was hard, I was like, I'm still clear. Did you immediately have to make those calls and share that, that you were leaving? I had to make like a round of about five or six calls that day within like an hour because I had to schedule a meeting and call people. And then it was just over that week. And then actually within, within a week, I had to announce to the entire congregation in worship. Oh my gosh. How did you do that? Well, the, only perk of covid is it was virtual (laughs) and so i didn't have to see the reaction there were only 10 people there because we were doing like a hybrid kind of thing and so i can't imagine what it would have felt like to like deal do that um with people there so i i do feel a little lucky in that sense but it was heavy it was hard So kind of the next question for us, like a year later, like looking back and seeing how far we've come and what you've learned and how you've grown, like how does that leaving feel to you now? It feels so great. So I guess I'll just say it here too, but it's literally, it's kind of fitting how this podcast has worked out because I'm literally at my one year mark um, and the way that the process is um, when you're in a graduate program and you're leaving, um, you have to take a leave of absence and then you that's a year long. And then after that year is up, you kind of have to send this formal resignation letter, which mm. sounds very scary. It does. So, so final. I, I finally, literally everyone, I just had to do that yesterday. You did so it. I did it. Um, and the emotions that I felt and looking back now, that it's been a year, I don't have any regrets. I I have no desire to like take back my decision uh, or think of the what ifs. I feel happy in the spot that I'm in. My mental state is a lot better. I mean, the this whole series is kind of sharing our experience, but like literally that makes a difference in how I go through every day and how I relate to others. And because of that, I... I have so many relationships, like supportive, fruitful, positive relationships that I can engage in. And that was because I got out of the toxic space I was in. Mm -hmm. And then I had the space and capacity to like actually be present. Right. Well, and we talked last time about, you know, releasing that fear of like maybe losing friendships or burning Mm -hmm. bridges and from what I know of your story like you still are in touch with some folks right yeah I'm still uh I still have some of those friendships um the true friendships that were there they're still there and I still have uh communication with my advisor we've we've gotten coffee you know in the past and everything's great like you know there's I'm not I let's just say I don't have any regrets about my decision looking back And we were just talking about this, but literally that took time 
to get to this space. Mm-hmm. It was not, you know, a month long thing or a week long situation where we turned it all around. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this series has been five weeks, which <laughs> maybe feels long for people. I don't know. I'm guessing y'all are loving it. So it's no problem. But, you know, this reflects months and months and months, even years of mm-hmm. work. And so I think that that's important to remember, like things don't happen overnight. And even when we finally made that decision, right? Like, yeah, like things did change in a lot of ways immediately. But we're still growing. We're still figuring it out. And I know a year later for me, like I literally had lunch with one of my former church members like two (laughs) days ago, you know, like the people that you're going to be in touch with, even if the relationship changes, like they're still going to be there. They're still going to care. And I think that's the beauty of like, you know, the difference between finishing a job, finishing a program, finishing this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it feels like severing of of a relationship but like at the end of the day the people we interact with like don't go away like relationships are bigger than these programs they're bigger than these jobs and so remembering that if that's a fear you might have like the people that you want to be a part of your story are going to be a part of your story still and so um I know for me looking back a year later I'm just so glad I was brave enough to like trust myself and I I feel more more able to trust myself yes, in future things, right? Me too. The confidence mm-hmm. in my intuition. Yes. Which is a big deal. And I think the world so often, I mean, the false narratives, the fears, the anxieties, like they're quick to try and like knock your intuition or your your gut feelings. And so it just, it feels like I'm more grounded and and more clear on what brings me joy, which is so much of this work that we do together and to have permission in our day to day here at the neighboring movement to actually like name that and and grow in that is is a huge privilege. So does it give you a different perspective? This kind of random question. But do you now looking back, do you have a different perspective than where you were at before? Yeah, I think I mean, I do think I have a different perspective. Um, One is like, I think in future big decisions, I'm going to remember like, (laughs) it's not like the world's ending, like it feels, you know, like even if it still is going to be tough, like it's still going to be really rough. Like it's, I now have an example and a story where like, it wasn't as bad as my mind was making Mm -hmm. it to be, even if those feelings were really valid. And so... I just think it makes me a little braver. It makes me a little wiser and um, just, yeah. So that's for me, but I don't know for you. I love that. Yeah, no, I think all those things as well. I, I'm more, I'm more brave. Mm -hmm. I'm braver about decision making because that example that you're talking about, now that you have a life example where you took that scary step, and now, now whenever I come across um, having to make a decision or I'm getting curious about things, I'm more likely to follow it and be like, why not? Or, and it's okay. And, and even if things are scary, if I have to make a scary decision, I'm more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's good. And honestly, another lesson is like, if it makes you uncomfortable, if there's an opportunity that presents itself and it makes you uncomfortable, you should probably try it. Or right. even if it makes you a little bit scared of like, well, mm-hmm. what if? 
Right. Probably. And I'm going to say nine times out of 10, that's confident. Mm-hmm. But you should probably go do it. Right. Absolutely. And like, especially if it's something like grounded in joy. Right. Yes. Like to have that kind of anxiety or nervousness or fear even like, but you know, it's like grounded in your joy. Like, heck, mm-hmm. go for it. So thinking about for folks listening, whether they find themselves in the midst of a tough decision or um, maybe they've just made a big decision, like what advice might you have about how they can neighbor within and care for themselves? Mine would be to celebrate and do things that are self-care for you because self-care looks different for everybody, Um, but definitely make space to celebrate. And I honestly, I think I remember me celebrating like on a daily basis after I made that decision. That's so cool. So I would, those would be my two actionable steps. That's good. I think for me, um, actually, just as you said that, like I thought of something, but I had that day, especially such a range of emotions where like, I just was a mess, Mm -hmm. like, but it, it wasn't a bad mess. Like it was like, I, I felt a weight lifted yes it had been decided um and I just remember I went and got like I think I went and had happy hour with somebody and I was just (laughs) like I gave them a big hug and I was just in tears but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like tears of like regret tears of just anxiety it was like tears of release almost of like it's done like I've done it and so I think my advice for folks or the actionable thing would be to like be okay with the range of emotions you're going to have and like feel them and, and know that that's okay. And also just the encouragement that the more you tell the story, the more clear it becomes. And so trusting that like, even if it's the right decision for a season, you know, like our life is always changing. Like who knows where we're going to be a year from now. Like, but trusting that for now, this is the right call. And the more you tell it, the more you tell your story, that'll feel clear. Mm, Absolutely. So, well, that kind of closes out our series, which is wild. We've been at this for a while. And um, again, we just want to thank so much for those who've been journeying along and wherever you find yourself amidst um, big and small decisions. We hope this might have given you some encouragement and some actionable ways to neighbor within because ultimately, like here at the Neighboring Movement, we're all about like loving our neighbors Mm -hmm. and doing that well. But if we can't first start with ourselves, it's really hard to be present for those in our lives. And so it's good to to do this this work and um so with that i any anything you want to say before we close our time i think we said a lot of good stuff but i could be biased (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) the only thing that i think i will repeat if we've already said it is if you find yourself in a space of tension i think the most important thing i would say the number one thing is allow yourself to feel it reflect on it think about it be with it, sit with it, um, because the rest of the steps come after that. Mm-hmm. That would be my closing. I love it. Yeah. That's a good closing word. Well, um, we would love to hear from any of y'all if um, you've been a part of this journey and want to share how your story might be connected. We'd love to hear from you. But until then, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. <laughs>